I'm really happy you think any of us can compete with the succubus. <laughs> Welcome to the Knight's Defiance. Congratulations. Ladies, it's time for the first cheers of season two, episode one. Oh my god. Yep, that's the stuff. That's the stuff. Mm -hmm. oh, ladies, welcome back to the table. It has been far too long. According to everybody else, though, it was just last week. <laughs> really, it's been since December. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Okay, so uh, a couple of things that we want to clarify uh, in case you did listen to the podcast last week uh, when we did our house rules. Uh, we left a couple of things that felt kind of wishy-washy when I was listening back to it. Um, the sanity score, uh, we figured out how to calculate it. It's your intelligence score plus your charisma score. Divide it by two. You get your number and then you add your proficiency to that. So, for example, if you roll, if you get like a 14, I think that's a plus one modifier. So then you add that to your score and that's your sanity thing. So we've got to beat that before you're affected by madness. Uh, the resurrection rule, um, it comes into effect if you fail three your death saves. So that's when that is going to come into effect because it all felt kind of wishy-washy the way that we left it. So... Um, just to clarify on those things. And guys, we have a six microphone, so now we have five players. Yay! <laughs> Which means that also equally geeky sister gets to play with us. So hi, welcome to the table. You can't wave because like, people can't see you wave. <laughs> Do you want this mic so that you can actually bring it out to you? No. Um, just means you got to sit up and be engaged. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we're going to kick off our campaign. Part homebrew stuff, which I am panicking about and uh, part adventures that came from the uncaged anthologies uh, the first one we're going to play is actually for level zero characters it's from the second book of the uncaged anthologies it's written by samantha lavender and miranda mels which is a fantastic name she sounds like a superhero miranda mels pi do you, don't you I like think? it. Don't I like think? it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, okay. So um, what it means for level zero is uh, if you are a spellcaster, you only have your cantrips. If you are a fighter, you're not using your bonuses on your weapons. And probably no rage. Yeah. And no rage. None of that no stuff. No rage. Yeah. yeah. I can deal with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm not playing that right now anyway. But. Right. Okay. Should we introduce our characters first or should we get into it and introduce the characters as we get into the opening of the adventure should we take a vote since we have an odd number around the table what do you think split i think we should i think we should feeling? just wait until we're coming into it yeah i agree yeah yeah i okay. think that'd be cool okay everybody's in agreement okay mm -hmm. feel free to disagree everybody because it's fine we don't always have to get along it's freakish how we get along actually <laughs> oh right uh cheers to fresh and a uh, we're staying with it for season two. We may mm -hmm. be switching over to, what was it you brought? Yellowtail? Yellowtail bubbly. But yeah. who knows? Yeah, who knows? All things are possible with season two. Also, our shot today that we had, and Janet had two of, um, Woo! was uh, from Coldstream, which is a local brewery here in Nova Scotia. And it was um, it was one that they had out for the holidays. It was an eggnog liqueur. Uh, we mixed it with a butterscotch schnapps and a little bit of frangelico. It was... 
amazing. So good, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very tasty. So all of your characters obviously have lived in the world. You've learned a lot and you've listened a lot and you have obviously survived because you've gotten to this point. Uh, You've probably experienced a lot of strange things. You've probably encountered a lot of very strange things. Some of those beings and incidences were things that people would consider good, some that people would consider bad, and some of them you have a hunch were just downright evil. Uh, You're going about your typical day, which now I'm going to turn over to you guys because uh, this is going to be a little bit of insight into your characters. I would like each of you to describe what a typical day you think would look like for your characters. Well, it depends. I'll probably have two different types of days. Uh, first thing I'd check in with Xandra, if she has any work that she wants me to do. If not, I'd probably hit the taverns and uh, do some thieving. Maybe just do some fighting. Like in the fighting rings, illegal fighting rings? or Yeah, but just stick, hovering around the outside and not actually participating. Oh, okay. Because uh, I'll hit up the crowd. Oh, got you. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, like, and I don't try to be overly... It's just out of habit now, really, because it's something I do regularly since I've been on the surface. Who's next? One of uh, my strength, strengths is I have an excellent memory for maps and geography. So in my spare time, you can kind of find me studying different maps. I collect them wherever I go, and I've just been studying them because I want to have a lay of the land okay. all the time. This is actually opposite to me in real life. I have a terrible <laughs> sense of direction. So I'm like, this would be cool if maybe my character... Yeah, so you can find me, like, if there's a library or a quiet area, I'm sort of sitting there reading maps. Um, And I also like to, and I'm good at finding food and fresh water, so I'm sort of, like, foraging a lot. Like, I find dandelions, or I find different local berries, and I have books on what's actually edible and what's poisonous. I I like to play atheist clerics. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So she's more of like a wand, like she kind of wanders more so than uh, stays in one church. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what does a typical day for Hayda look like? Not a lot, quite, of, a like, lot of walking. A lot of walking. <laughs> not no, not begging, but like. <laughs> I mean, she's level zero. She's not a hero yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't have a lot of accomplishments under her belt to like mm-hmm. boast about. Right. Yeah. But she's got, like, she can do some magic, which is, you know, pretty nice. Right. Okay. And she's scared of dragons. Right. Inversely proportionate to size to, to, her, to their size. So, like, small, little, bitey lizards are worse than big dragons. Okay. Walking around, trying to basically get jobs to earn money um, through trying to catch... Just about anything. Cheating spouses, being a spy kind of thing. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Okay. So your typical day is being sneaky. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm wandering around, probably playing my pan flute. Oh. And uh, just observing people and uh, checking out the job board to see if there's anybody looking to... uh, I I do bounty hunting. Okay. So I'm just looking at the job board to see if anybody's looking to put a bounty out on anybody okay so over the last i don't know a couple of weeks you've all had this feeling 
kind of like you're being watched, maybe even being followed. And just as you think you see something kind of out of the corner of your eye and you're, you turn to catch it, it, it vanishes. And as that vanishes, so does your thought about being followed and, and being watched. That also just kind of dissolves along with whatever it was you thought you saw in the corner of your eye. Um, it's... When, and every time it comes up, it's something that you're like, oh, right, there was that thing that happened the other day. And you kind of obsess over that for a few minutes. And then you turn to look and it vanishes again. And, and so does the feeling and, and so does the memory. Um, and every time you see it, it kind of gives you like, you know, that like cold feeling when you're really scared that kind of sits right at the bottom Something's of your spine. <laughs> yeah, like we'll call it female intuition just for the sake of this conversation. It's that really cold feeling that hits the bottom of your spine and it you know how people say chills down your back? No, this sends chills up your back and it like makes the back of your neck prickle, right? On this particular day at this exact moment, exactly what is your character doing? You I'm know, in a library stuff. reading my maps and sort of pouring, like, really um, focused. Okay. I just bought lunch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Leaning on the corner of a building, watching my target. Okay. Fantastic. I like that. Probably hit up the forest. Okay. Just to do some hunting and see if I can scrounge up mm -hmm. anything. Okay. Feeling a little claustrophobic in the city today. Sure. I'm playing with, like, potions and stuff. Okay. All right. As you guys are, are busy doing your thing, you're eating your lunch, you're pouring over books, and you're you're just suddenly hit with like that three o'clock fatigue. You know, you hit that brick wall and you're just unexplicably exhausted. Like if you were to go home and go to bed right now, you wouldn't even bother getting undressed or pulling back the covers and crawling into bed. You would just kind of collapse face down into your bed, right? So you all more or less fall asleep where you're at. You're leaning against a building. You've fallen asleep standing up. You're probably face down in a sandwich, <laughs> right? A sprawl out in a bush. Yeah, like you're you're just like, you know, kick back, super chill. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just um, glad I didn't buy soup. Very glad you didn't buy soup. Yeah, this is a very good thing. Um, as you start to sink into this sleep, you start to feel things shifting around you kind of like when you've had too much to drink and you get the spins and you try to like put the foot on the floor to stop the room from spinning right vertigo yeah it's that kind of feeling and all of a sudden as the room spins the thing that you're sitting on the ground that you're laying on the building that you're leaning against falls away from you so you're left and you're kind of suspended mm -hmm. and everything is black even if you try to open your eyes you can't see anything you have no visual reference at all and suddenly it feels like something grabs a hold of your foot and it yanks you and it yanks you with a velocity that makes the air turn cold and your cheeks are cold the tip of your nose is cold your ears have gone chilly your fingers are icy you kind of get the impression, although you aren't 100% sure, that your feet are pointed down. And as you're looking around trying to figure out what the hell is going on, you start to see a small horizontal bar of light. And it gets bigger and longer and bigger and longer and brighter. All of a sudden, your feet find purchase on a flat surface. It feels cold and very, very smooth. 
your body kind of let, lands like a, a marionette doll when somebody has just let go of their their strings like you just kind of land in a heap and it's at this point where you're finally able to take a deep breath again because the air was so fast that you couldn't get a proper purchase on breath the line of light seems to be the only thing that's kind of anchoring you and giving you any kind of purchase or idea about where exactly your body is like you're sure you're on a solid surface but the space that you're in is black as night there's no uh, kind of smell there's no sound it's kind of like a vacuum and suddenly a door opens in front of you and it lets in this incredibly bright light like think about being in an incredibly dark room and then walking out into like the noonday sun it's incredibly bright and you see the silhouette of what you're pretty sure is a tiefling are we all in the same room no you've all okay that's another thing you've all landed separately well, oh. maybe you've all landed separately, We're all but we same, all see the same the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to ask them where where am I? Glaive out for me. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I would just like you to know that you are safe. You are among friends. No like harm. Like hell. No, no harm will come to you here. I can assure you of that. I am Criella Weary, and I bid you welcome. And with that, she gestures you to walk through the doorway. Can you say that again? Name? Criella Weary. So sorry, we don't see each other in the area? Not in the room, but as you come through the doorway, mm-hmm. after she's welcomed you through, you get kind of get a better look at Criella as well. She's tiefling. Mm-hmm. She has red skin, chrome eyes, no pupils. Uh, she has not really the ram horns that curl back around her ear but they kind of follow the contour of her head they don't exactly curl her horns are black her hair is also red so she's red on red with a bit of black and chrome eyes um she's dressed in wizard robes it's a very fine linen as she stands to the side to welcome you through the doorway her arm her hands are like folded in front of her but each hand is up the other arm sleeve so you can't see her hands and as you come through the doorway, it's almost like there are five copies of Criella as you come through the doorway. And as you come through the doorway, you see four other people. So you're all coming into the space. I look down at myself. Am I like mussed up and dirty and stuff? No, everybody is perfectly fine. Hmm. And if you were dirty, you're clean. Oh, I'm clean. <laughs> it blew. It blew all the dirt off of yeah, us. Yeah, it blew the stink right <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have the map that I was holding because I was sleeping. No. Yeah. Kay. No. Kay. No. Yeah. All of you, if you were hanging on to stuff that is not on your person, okay, then you don't have it. So I'm kind of just like wildly looking around and looking at my hands and mm-hmm. seriously, what is happening? <laughs> Where's all my stuff? Magic. <laughs> I'm more relaxed now, but the glaive's still out. Sure, yeah. It's taking my eyes a while to adjust to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking around. Like, ah. So, although I'm kind of like disoriented, I I think I recognize that it's a wizard or some kind of power that's way more powerful than me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna chill a mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. because they could have just killed me, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And they didn't. So like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. At this point, I recognize pretty well everyone actually mm-hmm. <laughs> in this group. Mm-hmm. 
Talk so. about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. So my character's care. Mm-hmm. He's a dwarven uh, barbarian mm-hmm. with a... And if I'll bring up my intro thing. Oh, your intro paragraphs. Yeah. I missed them. Oh. This one gets something, too, from my uh, background. <laughs> yeah, I got to bring up my right notes here. I shortened this one. For his personality, let's say he's a tough nut to crack. He has spent the past half century working for No Stone Unturned Mining Co. as a worker first and then a muscle that protects the workers. A young dwarf doesn't learn many social skills in the Underdark, and spending so long in the depths can do some funny things to one's head. The company calls it Going Dark, and a system was put in place to help the extreme cases become more well-rounded and well-adjusted employees. They send the employees on vacation to the surface, often involuntarily and for an undisclosed amount of time, which is how Kerr found himself a glaive-wielding barbarian as an adventurer on the surface, waiting for the summons from the company signaling the end of his vacation. So at this point, he's been on the surface for a while now. I'd say at least <laughs> 10 years. Oh, wow. Just wandering around, doing random things, and along those random things, he's met pretty well everyone here. <laughs> so he recognizes the, play, the the other people around him, so he's not too worried about what's going on. Sure. A little anxious about the magic, but okay. he kind of takes it as it comes in his travels. Uh, he's... Not very tall, four foot nine. That's with his miner's hat. He wears a um, hide miner's helmet that's missing its light feature. Dressed in leathers, a little some bone ornaments. Nothing for protective purposes, mostly for ornamental and for, um, uh, what's the term? For modesty's sake. Okay, yeah. Yeah, for uh, being out in the public and depending on the weather. He's about 115, 20, give or take, for dwarven years now. Uh, very gruff, stoic. Well, I look over and I'm like, what? What? Oh, yeah. Like, where know. are we? Like, okay, I recognize you. Magic. <laughs> yeah, clearly, but I do not want to be here. I was super into looking at my maps. <laughs> like, my nerdy maps. <laughs> so, my character's name is Mag- Magria. Megra? Megra. was what you said earlier. But it could be Magria. It's M-A-G-R-E-A. Magria. Magria. Magria? Okay. You can call me Meg. My backstory, I'm uh, tribe mates with Care and bound by a blood ritual with uh, Aaron's character, who is what? Elizabeth. 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 so my backstory is that I had a great childhood, and I was—I grew up like far, far, far away. But my entire immediate family was killed by an unknown beast who smelled like cabbage mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was about seven years old. So I'm about seventeen now. Okay. I'm a tiefling, by the way. Okay. I, uh, I hid when it happened, so now I'm out for vengeance, and I need to find the beast that killed my family. Uh, my tiefling is about six feet tall. Grew up in the wilds, far from civilization. So my alignment is chaotic good. I'm a female. My eyes are purple. Um, I'm medium size for a tiefling, I guess, although I didn't really do a lot of research how big they're supposed to be. <laughs> okay. uh, but I'm six feet. Okay. Uh, I have brown hair. My skin's a bit green. Okay. 
I'm 17 years old, and my personality is I've, I'm driven by a wanderlust that led me away from home, and I, f- I feel far more comfortable around animals than people. Okay. Uh, I suffer awful visions uh, of a coming disaster, and I'll do anything to prevent it. And probably because of my background, I'm slow to trust members of other races, tribes, and societies. That's very much a tiefling thing, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. that part probably was auto-populated, but... Could have been. I like to think I like to... I, I wrote that, guys. Sure. I think that's all I have. <laughs> okay. I mean, those two shots really hit me quite hard, you as did the <laughs> fireball cheesecake. <kidding. laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Honestly, that's why we have it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have more. <laughs> Bye. You should. <laughs> There's lots there, and I've got more more uh, crackers here. Yes. I'm coming. There's so much. <laughs> so good. Okay. Coming over. Next. Uh, so my character is Hada. She's like 25 years old. She was actually raised by uh, Care. Care. So not for a long time. Like I think they met up when Hada was relatively ye- not like a child. She was like probably six, 15 or 16. Teens, yeah. 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 And so we just kind of got some uh, guidance into the, like the beginning and trying to find your own job and stuff, stuff like that. Uh, eventually, Hada made connections with uh, some court, like courts. Okay. And made some connections with nobility, but uh, I guess recently fell, fell out of favor with them. Okay. But she still, like, is kind of a known quantity where she knows how to ask for who's in the know, at least. She does tend to overindulge in tavern brawls, but she's a cleric who wears, like, heavy armor that is almost too heavy for her <laughs> for protection. So overindulging in tavern brawls means participating at all in tavern brawls. I like it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Take yeah. uh, me out of the cheese thing. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, you guys. Look at me. I'm like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> You've got cherries on your chin, Janet. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Cut note the not really. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? So good. Can you even hear me? Oh, yeah, we'll be able to hear you. Oh, yeah, we'll be able to hear you. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. Just yelling in the background. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. Okay. Elizabeth, she's a chaotic neutral. Uh, she's about 5'10", medium build, green eyes, pink hair, uh, 35, about 135 pounds. She is a criminal spy. Um, she's got a lot of contacts that are very trustworthy. Um, she doesn't talk to her contacts. She's got contacts in between her contacts. Okay. Right. So she's always like once removed from. Yeah. Okay. So like she's not like she doesn't go face to face with her main contact. It's always somebody in between that contact to get to another contact to. Uh, okay. Network. Right. Like a good drug dealer. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you want to go that way. Um, Shoot me now. <laughs> um, I mean, you are from Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm uh, not a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, legal, it's legal now. Yeah, right? She stays calm no matter what the situation is. Um, she doesn't let her, she doesn't raise her voice or let her emotions control her. She's She's stone of, cold. Yeah. She's just kind of level. And that's where she sits. Okay. She doesn't show any emotion. Okay. 
Yeah. Is she having any reaction to recognizing anybody in the room? Not really. Just looking around. She's like, yeah, I know you. I know you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know what's going on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where's my stuff? I want my stuff. <laughs> um, I would rather make new friends than enemies. Um, I tend to be calm and keep things on the on an even keel too. Mm-hmm. Um, I value my freedom. Um, <laughs> if there's a plan, I'll forget it. <laughs> if I don't forget it, I'll ignore it. So I kind of do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm female, asthma, violet blue eyes. Uh, plum purple hair, pale gray skin, 5'5", five five, 21 years old, but 120 pounds. I'm now my little backstory thingy. There we go. Let's blow that up so I can actually read it. So I recently discovered I have a sister, Kai Maizdeo, who is a famous bird. We didn't grow up together. Our parents split up when we were very young. She and our mother moved away, and our mother remarried. I grew up with our father. We had a good life, never wanted for anything, had a happy childhood. (laughs) Oh, chop your head. (laughs) Um, Now that I have a sister, I'm hoping we will get to know know one another. I've been pursuing bounties for a while now. I figured I should look for something with a little more stability. I have a fear of chickens with their heads cut off. (laughs) Yeah, once they're cooked, I'm good, because they're tasty. (laughs) But yeah, once they chop that thing off and it starts running around, yeah, I'm out of there. Uh-huh. I'll be with you, especially if they smell like cabbage. Yeah. They're technically undead at that point, right? Yeah. At least for like a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that, and I I never want to see that in my life. Yikes. Real talk, guys. Are any of you having any conversations with each other? Are you just exchanging knowing glances? Tell me what's going on here between all of you guys. I'm still talking to you. I'm like, seriously, like, I just can't get over it. I'm like, I was so comfortable in that tavern. What is her like library? I was slowly walking. <laughs> yeah, I probably I should. I was playing with my potions and stuff <laughs> to see if I could, you know, make something new or something like that, you know? Hayden's going to go and just kind of stand next to Kerr just because mm-hmm. she's kind of like, I want to be, I know this person, mm-hmm. so I'm going to stand near them because... I need their back. They need my back. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's right. a good idea. All right. We're, it's like clicky. So we're like over. And I keep <laughs> trying to follow you and you're going away. <laughs> both of us getting closer. Away. And closer. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, honestly. <laughs> like I resign myself once I'm out of space. I'm yeah, just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, you're up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like mm-hmm. looking past her. I'm like, so, so why are we here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you're all here. For very good reasons, reasons that will be explained to you very, very shortly. Again, I will assure you that this is a safe place. I will say that you have all been brought here because you are all exhibiting characteristics that we will find very useful in our organization. So you have been sort of recruited. And um, this is kind of your introduction and there will be a point, probably today, where you'll get to decide if you would like to stay or if you would like to go. At that point, um, she, the rooms that you guys all came in are kind of like in a semicircle around the room, right? And there's a flat wall 
on the other side and there were two chairs sitting there and she kind of makes a gesture towards one of the stair one of the chairs and the floor falls away from underneath one of the chairs and reveals a staircase so you're now going down underneath the wall you go down a hallway and it's very different than the room that you were just in the room that you were just in was like slate gray very bright kind of arcane lighting uh so now you're going down this tunnel and it's uh again rock walls but it now it's lit by torchlight and as you are going further down the hallway noise is getting louder and louder and louder. It sounds like a very busy place. Like imagine what like a subway platform in New York City must sound like. Just people and chatter and movement and the occasional holler, the occasional dropping of something. You come through a door and on the other side of the door is a small dwarven woman who has blonde hair. She has this glorious blonde beard. And in the beard, she has all of these little trinkets and beads and, you know, little whatnots and who's-its all through her beard. And she says, Criella, we have been waiting. It took you long enough to get these people here. And she says, Amber, I would like you to understand that sometimes magic takes a moment. I would like to introduce you to, and then she introduces each one of you individually to Amber. Amber is like, you know, welcome. We're happy to have you, but like we have things to do. So let's go through this room. So the room that you're led into this time is this giant circular room. It's two stories um, and there's a ring of windows that go around the top. It's a kind of like a concourse that you would see in like a arena and the windows kind of overlook the bottom floor which is what you guys are walking out onto and there are people just like busy everywhere there are people walking around and they're carrying bundles of scrolls there's other people who are like trying to deal with all of these weapons some of the weapons are too big for the people that are carrying them they're like dragging great axes across the floor and there's just like people are running around all of a sudden there's this giant commotion there's like these three pop 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 little explosions that happen and and uh you're just kind of being like herded away from where the explosions happened <laughs> and into another direction so this is like the ministry of magic yeah like this is Yay! Like, <laughs> like think like men in black like when you okay. walk oh, in the, like there's oh, yeah. this intro oh, yeah so like there's watch. different in there's different races <laughs> there's different languages being spoken um, but everybody is like all consumed in what it is that they're doing. Uh, everybody seems to be trying to get the attention of both Amber and Criella. Like these two are very clearly uh, like top tier people in this yeah, Amber is. place that you're at. <laughs> um, so as you're going through, the mood of the room seems to be changing. You remember, uh, I'm going to make another movie reference here and I apologize for movie references. I promise I'll get over it, but this is the best way that I could explain it. Do you remember in The Devil Wears Prada when uh, the boss arrives on the floor and everybody was in yes. like their Birkenstocks and slouching in their chairs and they were wearing like sweaters and then she shows up on the floor and everybody is in their heels and is sitting up straight oh, yes. at their proper. computers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Everybody's <laughs> proper. Well, there's a small uh, halfling walks through a door and as she makes her way through this room, 
that's what's happening to the crowd. Like instead of, you know, struggling with scrolls, suddenly the people are able to deal with the bundle of scrolls that they have. They're no longer dragging the axes on the floor. No matter how heavy they are, they're carrying them properly. Like they're on their best behavior? On their absolute best behavior. And this halfling just makes her way through. Nobody says a word to her. She says nothing to anyone. She seems to have her nose in a book. Um, and she just kind of wags her finger in the direction of the three little explosions that happened and continues through the room and, and leaves. You guys are taken to, it's not, it's like an alcove, right? There's a couple of chairs and there's a table and you guys all take a seat around the chair. And Amber stands at the front of the table and says, okay, guys, Midsummer's Eve, Congratulations. Welcome to the Knight's Defiance. What? <laughs> I know this is all very strange and this is all very peculiar. And I'm sorry that, uh, you know, tonight of all night is the nights that you guys um, have arrived. But uh, things are very busy on Midsummer's Eve. For some reason, we still don't understand why it happens every single year, but it's always incredibly busy on this particular night. Um, but we promise that we're going to take care of you. And again, she reinforces that you are among friends. You're safe here. Nothing bad is going to happen to you here. And she continues to explain that, again, you have all been chosen for particular characteristics that you have each um, displayed. They've been watching you for quite a while. Does Creepy. Dawn at this point that all of a sudden we recall our um, previous... Inklings, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Do you pay well? <laughs> <laughs> we pay in um, safety. We pay in security. Um, I'm out. Bigger. <laughs> life, life experience. We, Exposure. We, pay, yeah, right, right. we promise we'll send you to our 500 Twitter followers. Uh, no, but like they explain that once you become part of the organization, you want for nothing anymore. Like you always have a place to sleep. You always have coin in your pocket. Food. Uh, you always have food. Yeah. Like you're always part <laughs> of this giant network that will always be there to take care of you but you will always have a job to do. Yeah. Sounds kind of cool. A side eye. <laughs> <laughs> what are the quarters like? Well, I mean, they're, they're nice. They're, they're better than a Holiday Inn. They're better than your average tavern. I'm in. <laughs> I sleep in the woods most of the time. I'm totally in. Okay. <laughs> Any requirements? The requirements are simply that you remain loyal. The requirements are that you make sure that you are always honest. The requirements are that you ensure that you always take care of the task that you were sent to do before you go about your own personal agendas, which we don't have a problem with. But if you are out on, we'll call it assignment, uh, that you do take care of that before you take care of any personal things that you may have. Any rituals involved in joining this company? And I well, side-eye Negria <laughs> when I do so. <laughs> and I'm like... There's no ritual per se, but you will learn ritual here. Can I ask, uh, what's the likelihood of dying? 
Uh, that depends on how quickly you adapt and how quickly you pick up the skills that we are here to teach you. I mean, I'm tough. Don't get me wrong. So we know. We know. We've been watching, baby. Uh, That's creepy. So we get to kill monsters? If it comes to that, yes. Do we get any kind of signing bonus, or are you just going to, like, recruit <laughs> us and then send us out? <laughs> well, I mean, you you probably won't be sent out into the field right away. You will have, you know, some, some things to do and some training and, and training. things like that. Yeah, okay. before you actually get sent out. Because I'm only 17. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty wily, but... We know you have a bit of that rebellious streak. Don't worry. How often are assignments? Uh, it depends on how busy. Currently, Midsummer's Eve. Um, we're quite busy at the moment. Um, but, you know, as you know, there are in all jobs and occupations, there are ebbs and flows that happen through the year. What about injuries on job? Again, it depends on how well you stick to our training. Can we form a union? <laughs> there is no union here, no. Uh, we kind of are the union, actually. The clerics. Do you have clerics on hand for assistance? Mm -hmm. Like in office. We have clerics, we have wizards, we have sorcerers. Very important question. Mm -hmm. If one of us decides to leave, starting a family, going back to our homeland, what happens to us? Are we allowed to leave or is it a is it a Is problem? this a Hotel California thing? Yeah. We haven't had anybody decide they want to leave yet. But if one were to decide we haven't had anyone decide to leave yet. Would we be put to death? <laughs> we just haven't had anybody decide they want I to leave I see where you're yet. going, but tell us what would happen <laughs> if we decide to leave. It's nice to have an exit plan. Amber starts to, like, run her fingers through her beard. Girl, I know you. <laughs> and she's like, listen, we haven't had anybody decide that they needed to leave. Mm. Can you turn down assignments? <laughs> um, you can. Although that also is not very common. So what happens to the spoils of these assignments that we go on? Well, you do get a percentage, uh, but they also do go into coffers um, that are part of the Knight's Defiance. It does cost money to run our organization, and it does cost money to, you know, the upkeep of the building. And our networks are quite vast, and sometimes we need a little bit of coin for bribery and things of that nature. You say honest. How honest? Well, should you come across a valuable piece of information, it should be shared. What about backgrounds? Backgrounds? Shadier backgrounds. Shadier backgrounds. <laughs> I shift on my feet. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there aren't a lot of secrets that you have that we aren't aware of at this point. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Again, there are characteristics of all of you um, that we felt complemented our organization, and you all possess skills that we need to have. I'm still stuck on this if we have to leave thing. <laughs> we haven't had anybody need to leave yet. Okay, let's pretend somebody left. Okay, but <laughs> we don't. Happen? But that that hasn't been a thing that has come up. So true. Yeah. But what would you do? I mean, it hasn't come up. I'm gonna push up. this. I'm it, gonna push it, this. Please do, but it hasn't come up. So let's say I'm like, hey, I want to join this. <laughs> and you have like a I'm brainwashing like, thing that you can yep. do to us too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Do you send somebody to follow us and kill us? Um, can I sign that you won't do that? Again, it hasn't come up. Maybe, maybe it goes to like legal and then has to go through HR. <laughs> contracts. Who's who's in charge of HR? Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Let me see them. Let me meet them. Um, you you will at a point sort of meet HR. Listen, I've been burned in the past. <laughs> You're 17, doll. You're fine. My family was killed. Yes, we know. We're also aware of cabbage. Please <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Like, like, don't 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 sign anything. Fine, I'm in. <laughs> we were former mercenaries too. You, you are character, my character. Okay. Yeah. So you've basically done yeah, the fine. job already. Okay, before. fine. Yeah. There hasn't been a reason for anybody to leave at this point. So the incentives are good. The incentives are very good. We take very good care of our people. We take very good care of our network. We take very good care of uh, our people in the field. We take very good care of the people here at headquarters. How's the food? Top notch. I'm in. Best of the best. <laughs> yep. Good. Cheese? Yeah, they have do you guys a, have cheese? They have a Margaritaville next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we do. Yeah, margaritas and Mai Tais for everyone. Really? Yeah. You're doing it do right. You Don't your you know? own farm animals? Do we keep our own farm animals? I mean, not on site. Okay. Where, where are they kept? Yeah, like, Kara's, like, looking at you weird with his head cocked. As long like, as I don't see to... chickens, I'm good. So is Amber. Oh. Amber's like, um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, There's no chickens. Right. Oh, okay. Right. I do not want to be sent to a slaughterhouse. <laughs> Okay, okay, that's cool. Especially if there's cabbage. So as this uh, conversation is happening and Amber is like, nobody has needed to leave yet. Again, what if... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another uh, person comes up towards um, Amber and Criello, who's kind of taken a step back and is letting Amber kind of take the lead in the conversation, um, comes up and begins to speak in a hushed tone to Criella. Criella kind of taps on Amber's shoulder and gets her attention, and, and the three of them kind of stand and, and have a, a bit of a conversation. Does anybody want to roll per perception, maybe? Ooh, I do. Okay. Sure. Can yeah. we all roll? Sure. Kara's not interested. He's just checking out the area. <laughs> <laughs> just looking around. I mean, they're still Flames cleaning up from right the explosions, yeah. and yeah, like, things are still... interested in that right Yeah, now. things <laughs> are, like, flying around. One. One. Fantastic. <laughs> Critical fail. Yeah. Sixteen. Okay. Get rid of that. <laughs> it's like, I didn't hit the bottom. The black things there. <laughs> so I like I miss here, and they're like they're just like murder, murder, murder. <laughs> Perception murder. thirteen. Okay. Do I hear you mumbling that? <laughs> Aaron, what'd you roll? 18. 18. Okay. Uh, So Elizabeth is the one um, who hears the most of this conversation. And the conversation, the parts of it that you're picking up on are (coughs) things like, there's nobody left to go. Why do we have to continue to do this every single year? There hasn't been an incident in ages. Um, You hear, isn't it possible that Alec can take care of it? We're really short on you know, people who have these qualifications right now, they can't go, they just got here, are the things that you're picking up from this conversation. What do you want to... I mean, they're they're off in their, like, little huddle kind of trying to sort things out there, so... I'm kind of interested to know who this Alec person is and what this task and stuff that they're 
setting us up for uh-huh. what it entails and why it's being done every year is it to keep everybody safe is it to keep someone locked away mm-hmm. that's not supposed to get out mm-hmm. right right are you telling the group about what you're overhearing yeah yeah they're they're talking about some guy named or some person named Alec could be a girl could be a guy hmm. um, this project or whatever they brought us in for happens every year I knew it was sketchy right like what what why is won't it she answer like what is happening why is it I start staring at them yeah we're all side-eyeing <laughs> <laughs> listeners you can't see this I'm being blatant about it I'm just there right like what? Pretending I'm reading their lips. <laughs> I can read common memes. I'm just common and, and and celestial. Probably not talking them celestial. Okay. Yeah, guys, something's a bit weird. Like, are we are we going to guard somebody? Are we going to security? Yeah. Well, if we're paid well for security, I'm okay with that. <laughs> just don't want to die. Yeah. Hang on a sec. Who's Alec? <laughs> are you gonna yell? Are you yelling that? Yeah, I think she did. <laughs> she did. Okay. Uh, abruptly, the conversation starts, and I only raised my voice enough so they'll hear me. Sure. I'm yeah. not like being aggressive, but well, sort of. But just like <laughs> right. Okay. So abruptly, their conversation ends, and uh, the the third person who joined Amber and Criella kind of turns around and kind of scurries away like oh crap and just sneaks <laughs> away and Criella and Amber turn around and Criella kind of with a sigh of rec- resignation says we really um, aren't sure how we feel about this because we don't often do this to people who literally just walked through the door insight check okay uh Nine. Absolutely, they're telling the, the truth. Right, is that the right character? Yeah, that's the right character. Okay. Uh, they're absolutely telling the truth. This is not something that happens on a on on the on an ordinary thing when people come in. Like on their intake, people don't usually have what's about to happen to you guys. Criella invites you all to to sit down, and she takes a seat at the table as well, and she sets a stone in the middle of the table and she kind of gestures um, over the stone and you hear this. The Midsummer Festival is about to begin in Affluen. The surrounding woods are usually as safe as can be for travelers, though locals know the woods are home to many different fey creatures who would rather be left alone. You see, we have heard rumor that last year, on Midsummer Eve, she emerged from her secluded forest pool. We understand that she shared a deeply intimate evening with a lone succubus, which in itself isn't particularly unusual. However, the Rusalka believed that she left her heart in the ruins where she met her lover. She intends to retrieve it tonight. No harm need come to this Rusalka. We don't foresee any problems here. This is to ensure her journey is a safe and uneventful one. Elec out. So it's like security. Do you want me to play? It? Do you want me to play it again? Did everybody get it? Oh, yeah. Did you hear a creature? I didn't catch the creature. Ruselka. A Ruselka. Yeah. And she got it on with a succubus. Yep. And she needs to get her heart back. Yep. But so. we don't have to kill her. 
Correct. Oh. Protection racket. We okay, like her physical her. heart or she, like, you know, the whole, she's forlorn and. That's what I'm catching. The lost, uh, you know. This is, this is the part where we need to investigate further to understand exactly. Crayola goes on to explain that with the Knight's Defiance, uh, there are people that they have in the field. And the people that are in the field are kind of responsible for a couple of things. Um, they are very much points of contact for you. So if you um, are ever in trouble or if you're traveling and you need a place to stay, you can find one of these people. Now, they are known as... They're like a safe house for us. Yeah, they, they are referred to as the standard bearers. So they are the people in the field who kind of fly the flag and they investigate... Uh, like local gossip in towns to figure out whether or not there's any truth to the fables and stories that have kind of become legends in these villages. What did the standards look like? Um, they are um, a shield and the shield has like a V shape that comes down through the middle of them. They are like a blue and silver color. So this is a uh, secret organization. Pardon? This is not a secret organization that we have, like, signs out? Well, I mean, they're not exactly... Okay, we'll, we'll put it this way. They're not exactly mainstream, okay. um, but they're not exactly hidden either. Think like Freemasons. Like, people are aware, but people don't know exactly, okay? Um, so she explains what the... Uh, standard bearers are, are all about and, and explains that in, in each of these villages that you go to, there there will be a point of contact there for you. And th that was Elek, and that is the point of contact who has been in this village called Affluin, um, who has kind of been there listening to the local gossip and trying to figure out if it is just gossip, what parts of it are true, which parts of it are false. So that's her report. Like, is there anything else that you want to know? Like, this is a time for you to, to ask questions about the organization or... Do we you... have to live here? No, not at all. No. This is... Can we? I'm... You can. Absolutely. Is it like if you're in the FBI or the CIA and you can't talk about it to other people? Once you get back, should you decide that you want to go and, and take care of the Rusalka. Once you get back, uh, you'll be introduced to a couple of other people and more parts of the organization will kind of be revealed to you and, and you will understand more. And um, you'll learn for the sake of a too long of an explanation, you'll get the secret handshake. So if we have to leave ever. <laughs> Not that anybody has ever had to, but yes. <laughs> it's a way for you to be able to identify each other so you know if you've come across another member of the organization in the field, that kind of thing. So Do we cult? have to like get tattoos or something to show, identify who we are? Again, or? we'll talk about this when you get back, should you decide to go and, and help this poor Ruselka who's forlorn. So I might be like projecting a lot of my, my, my real life questions, but like, is there another organization that is a <laughs> counter to mm -hmm. Knights Defiance? And also like, What's the origin of Knight's Defiance? Mm -hmm. Those are the things I'd be wondering about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I echo those concerns and questions. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if somebody leaves. <laughs> <laughs> again, uh, Creola explains that uh, there, there are a lot of things 
that will be explained and a lot of, all of your questions will be answered eventually. Um, but right now, time is pressing. You should say, as per my email. Right. As per my email, direct quote, <laughs> all things will be explained in time. <laughs> time is currently of the essence as it is almost nightfall in Affluent. Um, do you mind helping out the Knight's Defiance? Why do they think they need the creature needs protection? Well, because she only comes out of the pool in the forest once a year, she's, um, well, she tends to get distracted, maybe drift off course. And it's very important that she gets back to her pool before dawn. What is she supposed to be coming out for? For her heart. Yeah, for her heart. Are we supposed to stop her from getting That's her That's the only lost no, last it, year. No, it's just, uh, well, she can only come out of the pool once a year on Midsummer's Eve. Which okay. is exactly now and we need to move our butts. Exactly. Okay. So how are we getting there? Oh, my dear. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about there. I whisper magic. <laughs> they have horses. No, no, no horses. Damn the horses. Um, with trepidation, yeah. I if can can we use this as a test run for wanting to join this? Absolutely. Cult? I it's, mean, it's, organization. Yeah. Not a cult. Um, <laughs> not a cult. Well, well, we can call it a trial run for both your group and for us as well. Sure. I mean, I, I'm sort should of you be what about you guys? Should you be successful, there's more information that we can give should you. Should you be successful? What happens if we're not successful? TPK. <laughs> the Rusalka eats you all. They pay us. How badly do we die? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, how much are we getting paid for this? We'll discuss the the price of payment on your return. But you will so be rewarded. Serious. Yeah, you will be rewarded. I can assure you. So, that. if we have to kill things, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that okay? As long as it's not the Rusalka. What's a Rusalka? Describe, please. The thing we're protecting. No, but what is it? Okay. I don't know. She's a fey creature. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She can breathe air and water. These weird spells on you to make you do things. Yeah, no, no, no. Nothing nothing of that nature. Uh, This Rusalka we have worked with before. Um, and uh, she she's a friend of the organization. Oh, so she'll, she'll know us. She won't start firing things at us. No, no, she won't. Okay. So just so I'm clear, she wants we want her to get her heart back. Mm-hmm. But it's not the physical heart. She's like forlorn because her, her love is lost. I mean, it was a really great night with the succubus. <laughs> Where's the succubus? Gone. Do we need to find him to get him back to her? Succubus is a early female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, kid, do we need to find her and get no. her back? No, you don't have to. No, nope. there's no need. Fine. How do you get... I mean, the succubus was very much hit it and quit it, and the Rusalka is like, damn, that was good. I want some more of that. Is Rusalka <laughs> female so too? Yes. Is there <laughs> someone else we can hook her up with? <laughs> yeah, can we play matchmaker instead? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I... 
What I mean, if, if somebody wants to get it on once a year with a fey creature in the woods, I suppose. I'm really I'm really happy you think that any of us can compete with a succubus. <laughs> <laughs> That's also part of it. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Okay, I guess we should go. TikTok, let's make it rock. <laughs> I just quoted Bachelor in Paradise for all you listeners. I just quoted that. You're I have welcome. no idea what that is. <laughs> Google it. It's fantastic. Right. We will call this Bachelorette in the Forest. Hayda's coming to the realization that she doesn't really know what's going on. Hasn't been, hasn't been aware of what's going on this entire time that there's this big organization that's apparently everywhere's and so my character is becoming a lot more motivated to kind of like know what's going on <laughs> and the fact that this organization can kind of give her more information mm-hmm. that's a big motivator so she's actually more gung-ho okay to to do this are cool. you yeah. visibly gung-ho yeah 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 let's do this yeah, you like have a quill and parchment in front of you, and you're like, okay, take a note. What do I need to? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I look. I, Kara looks at you and like sees that you're energetic about it, and he kind of nods his head and looks to Zandra, and like corks an eyebrow. As long as I'm getting paid, I'm good. They haven't mentioned gold yet. Well, see, so yeah, really. they they're being hedgy percentage. about it. KG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just steal um, a bunch of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a day. <laughs> right. I'll right. and use my int- intimidation. <laughs> I'll take her at her word that we'll discuss it later. <laughs> intimidation. Creel <Yep. laughs> is now like a level nineteen wizard. <laughs> She's like, please, because we've taken so long. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't expect this to, to be short for this first part. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Also, We're going to ask all the questions. Also because I'm meandering my ass off as well. So. Okay. I mean, I'm okay. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm yeah, ready. Too. Let's go. I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. And this feels like the right spot to take a break for this week. Uh, obviously, we have a few people that we need to thank for helping us out this week. Uh, first, this week, we have Sam and Piper from World Forge Podcast. You heard the vocal stylings of Piper and the role of Elec. Um... In this episode, we have some guest spots open for the entire season. If you would like to be the voice of one of the NPCs on Blizzards and Wine this season, absolutely hit us up and let us know you are down for the challenge. All you have to do is reach out to us on Twitter at Wizards and Wine. Same for Instagram. You can find us on Facebook that way as well. Or you can send us a message through good old email, wizardsandwine at gmail.com. So part two. So join us next week when we dive headfirst into the shortest night of the year. Until then, always drink responsibly, always carry a D20, and we'll see you next Tuesday.